Greetings, holiday shoppers. There's just 241 more shopping days left until Christmas. And we're that the home means stretch. we're in the home stretch. It's time for another episode of Christmas Creeps, where we talk about holiday movies that rip off other holiday movies, because holiday movies don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. Hi, my name is Joseph. I will be your host this evening. Sitting with me tonight, as always, are my hosts, are my co-hosts, John. Yeah, stop me if you heard this one before. This is a thing where we watched a movie, now we're going to yell in the microphone uh, about it. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, stop me if you've heard this one before. But this... Hang on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and Karen. Hey. <laughs> That's oh, all man. I got. So it's been a while since we've uh, since we've done this. We've Karen had the Karen had the plague. I was dead. Karen had the plague. John died for a little bit, but he came back. Um, I just I mean I don't I kind of don't want to say it was the miracle of the season because it kind of was. Yeah, I'm the reason for the season, guys. So. Uh... Chop chop with the cards, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'll, let, actually, let's just go thank, ahead and get this out of the way right now. Thank, thank John. Thank John for for everything. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, <laughs> Johnny Five Three Sixteen. <laughs> um, was that movie a Jesus allegory too? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. I'm pretty sure Short Circuit Two was at very least. Um, Short Circuit Two was an allegory, I think, for. Oh god, what was even that movie about? That was the that was Jesus. The first one was Pinocchio, the second one was Jesus, I okay, think. Okay, okay. And then there was Fisher Stevens being like really, really racist. And Michael McKeon was in it too, right? The Bible? Or was he no, he was in Short Circuit too. He played the Bible? I think he played the Bible. Oh, okay. Like all of it. Uh he, he that guy's got range. Uh, apparently. Um, before we start tonight, I, I want to go ahead and do this now. Uh say that if you have any questions or comments or uh, recommendations for future episodes you can get at us at god what is our email account <laughs> it's xmas creeps you can get at us at xmas creeps at gmail.com xmas underscore creeps on twitter and uh, find us on facebook and let us know how we're doing yeah we're we're christmas how's my creeps driving? on there how's john's driving tell yeah. us how we're steering this internet thing here because good lord we don't know we have no, no fucking clue it's going all over the fucking road um, i'm gonna say fuck too yeah, so we all said it. Um, we're gonna try and del- we're gonna try to limit ourselves tonight because we're we're talking about ch- uh, what I believe is children's cinema. I really don't know who this movie is for. I'm not limiting my fucks. Um, I'm gonna just because, like, if you guys are gonna go full bore into into you know Swearsville, somebody's gotta you know. Oh, you gotta be the straight man. Somebody's gotta be the straight man. Okay. Um, but uh, we for the first time we dipped our toe into the the pool of slime that is the asylums movie catalog I feel and dirty. this was actually at the um request of a listener this episode was brought to you by a listener named sean sean from the chub group thanks a lot sean fuck you sean i will find you we appreciate everything you have done for us i say that so we know your name earnestly hide and in your garage and appreciate the fuck out of you <laughs> we gonna, just lost a listener i'm gonna glue a thousand teddy bears to your butt but anyway, yeah, so he suggested this over Facebook. So yeah. we are watching Alien. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, John. One of these days. <laughs> straight to the moon. Exactly. <laughs> straight to LV426. Oh, um, Christ. So we, because of Sean, we watched the Asylum's knockoff of Home Alone, which in America is called Alone for Christmas. But we're not going to call it that. But in the rest of the world, it's called Bone Alone. The reason it's not called that in America is because for some reason the movie came out in 
2013. Yeah, maybe? yeah, it came out a couple. Which years you notice ago. is quite a bit later than Home Alone by about 20 years. Yeah, roughly. yeah. So a movie came out in 1993 in the U.S. called Bone Alone, and it starred a uh, Mr. Ronald Jeremy, who I'm gonna guess he wasn't wearing much clothes in that movie. Mm-hmm. Probably not. No. Who did he play in Bone Alone? Kevin McFallister, I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> you thought of that way too quickly. Yeah, you you had that like you had in that the fucking like chamber. And loaded. What um, is the plot of Bone Alone? Not the movie we watched. What is the plot of the porn parody of Home Alone? Apparently it stars Ron Jeremy and Angel of Faith. Okay. But there's there's nothing besides and that. And it's telling that one of them has a picture on IMDb <laughs> and the other one does not. Apparently she has a flash in the fan. So one of them is Kevin, one of them is Cousin Fuller, and the story just writes itself. Oh. Kevin, I wet my bed. I have to sleep in your bed now. Oh. Home Alone is many things, but an advocate for water sports, it is not. So yes. Terrible. So before we get into talking about the movie, I want to I want to talk a little bit about the asylum and how they fit into all this because I think that's kind of important. Oh, that was that a uh, fucking American Horror Story shit, right? No, 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 not that. Uh, it's where Edward God Snowden lives now. Pretty much. <laughs> the asylum is sort of a knockoff film studio. What they do is they make movies, they make their own little um, micro-budget movies based on whatever Hollywood, you know, big-budget shit is coming out by yeah. at the time. Their entire, yeah. like, business model is basically just having people go up to Redbox and be like, what do the kids want to watch? And just getting confused and picking transmorphers. Yeah, their whole their whole yeah. idea, the whole idea is that they're assuming that you're going to be too stupid not to know the difference. It's a pretty genius business model when you get down to it, really. It, it really I, is. I mean, it's terrible, but great. But I'm, I've got I've got a list of some of their uh, titles here, okay. And let's just uh, just try to imagine what movies they're they're ripping off here, okay? All right. Uh, their first real big hit um, was the first real you know rip off was H.G. Wells's War of the Worlds. You know, when 2005 when Steven Spielberg that made was his Alien, kind of everything's ripped off of Alien. <laughs> but when Alien H- is the monomyth. Oh God! So when Spielberg made his War of the Worlds and it was updated with Tom Cruise and it was in the present day, the Asylum made one that was uh, set in you know the the era that it was written, the H.G. Wells's Victorian era. Is right. That, that was Victorian, wasn't it? Uh, sure, okay. I was thinking, was it the 30s? That no, was... no, no. H.G. Wells wrote in, wrote in the 1800s. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. So then, so then they released King of the Lost World, which is a direct ripoff of King Kong. Okay. Snakes on a train. <laughs> Snakes on a plane. The Da Vinci Treasure. Oh wow! When a killer calls, which I've actually seen and is god awful. What's that ripping off? When a stranger when calls. When a stranger calls. Okay. Six six six. The child, which is a ripoff of The Omen. Oh wow. Um. Let's see here. Pirates of Treasure Island. You were right, John. Earlier when you. I've seen that fucking movie before. <laughs> Hillside Cannibals. Uh, the nine eleven commission report. Which is apparently a ripoff of uh, World Trade Center. That sounds like a fucking like C-SPAN show. Okay, their ripoff of Aragon is just called Dragon, which oh wow, great job guys. Transmorphers, mm-hmm. Alien versus Hunter, Invasion of the Pod People, Thirty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Oh god, I am Omega. This time it's not Dangerous One. A <laughs> hundred million BC. Um, Alan Quartermain in the Temple of Skulls. Death Racers. Uh, let's see here. Journey to the Center of the Earth, which apparently is just a remake of Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh, my God. Uh, 
Street Racer, which apparently is not a ripoff of Speed Racer, but is in fact a, a Fast and Furious knockoff. Oh, dear. Sunday School Musical, The Day the Earth Stopped, War of the Worlds 2, The Land That Time Forgot, Mega Shark vs. Giant Octopus, The 18-Year-Old Virgin, Sex Pot, Princess of Mars, Transmorphers 2, 2012-2, Paranormal Entity, Paranormal Entity 2. What the fuck? <laughs> it goes on! And we're only in 2010 on also, this list. Also, isn't the 18 year old 18 year old version like a fucking porn title? I think it is. Did I you did, did you say Sunday School Musical? Yes, I did. Uh, I'm not doing the podcast anymore. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good night, guys. <sighs> That's called there singing hymns some, at church. There was some shit on this list, and it God. just gets worse and worse. And it it peaks it peaks with Sharktopus three because that is coming out this summer in theaters. America is fucking stupid. Because big shark movies. Because big shark movies. Also on this list um, is a little movie called Alone for Christmas, which is the movie we're talking about tonight. Yes, or Bone Alone if you want to stick with the uh, porn title. Mm-hmm. Also, the movie they, the movie they released right after this is called Atlantic Rim. Oh God! What could they possibly? I I have no clue. What what on earth was that? Is that a remake of? Oh my God! John, don't say Alien. <laughs> it was can, a remake. Can of... I go join ISIS? <laughs> is that one of their movies too? Give it a couple of years. Yeah. Is it is Atlantic Rim uh, the remake of the porno Atlantic Rim job? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Atlantic Rim. Oh, excuse oh. me. I... I want to keep going because the titles just keep getting better. Keep going. So the, the titles do just keep getting better, though. Okay. Uh, so there's the ripoff of Edge of Tomorrow called Age of Tomorrow. <laughs> there's the ripoff of the RoboCop remake called Android Cop. Why didn't they call it Robert Cop? <laughs> Robert O'Cop. Uh, I mean, it seems like every time a, a bunch of these like historical dramas, they just stick the word apocalypse in front of it, and that's just... that. Or behind it, and that's just like, cool, we're what done. Is it like fucking like, like... Pompeii, and then there's Apocalypse Pompeii. Like Pride and Prejudices and Zombies? Yeah. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies. That's on here. Oh, okay. Yep. Um... <laughs> Sharknado 2, the second one. Uh, instead of World War Z, there's Z Nation. <laughs> World War Y. Exactly. Exactly. Um... Apparently in 2015, we have Avengers Grimm, which is a, rip- a ripoff of Avengers 2. And I saw something about that with all like Grimm fairy tale creatures. I was going to say, really? with, like the Brothers yeah, no, Grimm. It's, it's, is that, are you fucking serious? No, it's Brothers Grimm. And if I remember correctly, it's I guess they're trying to rip off Ghostbusters as well because it's an all-female cast, if I'm remembering right. Are you just like making shit up? No, no, I swear I'm not making this because <laughs> that's like everything. It's I'm covering... not sure this isn't like a, a Seltzerberg like parody. It's you... covering all the bases. Which they've got a movie coming out this year too, Fast and Furious parody. Because why not? Yeah. Um, also, there's Bound, which is a Fifty Shades of Grey knockoff. Yeah, which no, I was Bound t- is already a movie. It's, t- thought... it's two movies, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was telling the truth, though. When Mumbrel Stillskin destroys the magic mirror and escapes to the modern world, the four princesses of Once Upon a Time, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, and Rapunzel, are sucked, and then it ends, and I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> wow. Did you call him Mumbrel Stillskin? Mumbrel? Mumford and Sunskin. Mumford and Stillskin. <laughs> and Sons. 
I will wait for you oh. to pronounce my name. <laughs> okay. The, the top build guy in this movie is Casper Van Dien, and his picture on IMDb is just a Starship Troopers poster. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> oh, Speaking God. of mighty fallen, what's up, Lou Ferrigno? You're in this movie, too. But anyway. We the, haven't even talked about the movie The point yet. is... <laughs> The asylum has done some shit, and apparently they're making good money at it. We are in the wrong fucking business. Apparently so, yeah. We should be in the business of making shitty Christmas movies, because, man, if if Alone at Chris... No, if Bone Alone is anything to go by, we could write circles around it in a day. We could fucking act circles around it. That voice acting is yes. terrible. Let's, okay, let's, uh, let's mention this right now. We were debating amongst ourselves... Whether or not the dogs, this is a movie about dogs who thwart thieves that try to break into a family's house at Christmas time. It's, it's literally Home Alone with dogs. Yeah. We were debating about whether or not the dogs would actually talk. And John mentioned just before we hit play that one of the, voice, one of the, one of the cast members was credited as a voice only. And this, I just knew immediately that was going to be a world of trouble for me because that's I, I can't seem to get away from goddamn animals that talk. <sighs> I mean, I liked Homeward Bound when I was a kid, but I was like seven. And you know, I was kind of hoping that's how this movie was gonna be. Yeah, where the, the voices were just like disembodied narrators. Yeah, exactly. Like, and like Milo and Otis, or something like that. Yeah, my, or literally well, without Homeward all the Bound. fucking animal murder. Yeah. Less, less animal murder at the very, let's say at least 40% less animal murder than Milo and Otis and you're doing okay it's a <laughs> scientific right. fact yeah um, but no initially the first dog that we see we do just hear his voice and I and I thought oh okay well at least that's not as bad right and then the 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 three criminals that we see we don't see their faces but we hear their voices so we think oh are they gonna do like a thing here where they like only show the people from you know the neck down. It's Muppet Babies. Yeah, Muppet it, Baby it, Yeah, it is Muppet Baby style. But no, then we start seeing the dogs talk, and it's like the crappy CGI uh, Santa buddies, like, air buddies. I was saying, I would have yeah. preferred they just went the clutch cargo route and just filmed a person's mouth and superposed it on the dog. A human mouth. It would have looked less bad. Oh, it, it would have. It would have looked like the stupid fucking like annoying orange or something. That still would be preferable to like this shitty CGI oh, of these God. dog mouths. Because then it would there there would be something to laugh at, yeah, and not just something to be horrified by. Because it is so it's so disconcerting to see like crap crappy CGI animate a dog's mouth. It's it's it had you, a weird like kind of uncanny valley feel to it. Yeah, because you look at the dogs and you think like that's not what a dog should look like because the no. CGI has moved their face in unnatural ways. Yeah, but but they're doing it in like kind of a fluid way, you and know. And it sticks that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so base the basic premise of the movie is that there's this fa this family in a rich fancy house in either California or Wisconsin. We're not entirely sure where. Because you can really easily get those two confused. Uh, the reason we say that is because half the cars in the movie have Wisconsin plates, the other half have California plates. So unless they're driving yeah. on a really ridiculous road trip. And their fucking house is like a goddamn Beverly Hills mansion. And it is a McMansion. Yeah, it's like 90 degrees during the day, and then like at the end of the movie they're like, it's snowing! Mm -hmm. I mean... It's a Christmas miracle! <laughs> Spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, the Russians have nuked the Germans, so it's like a nuclear winter kind yeah. of thing. 
but they don't know that yet. That was the only good part of the yeah. movie, the only good outcome. Um, so the, pr- the premise basically is that the family is going on a road trip to Grandma's house for Christmas, and one of the dogs has been bad, and the other dog gets taken with the family to Grandma and Grandpa's house. Well, uh, no, the one dog totally just frames the other dog. Yeah, the one, the one dog whose name is Columbus, because this is a Home Alone knockoff, Chris Columbus. I'm looking at you. That dog uh, tears up the family's Christmas tree and all of their Christmas presents, and he totally frames the other dog, whose name is Bone. And Which, why the fuck did they name what? their dog Bone? So they could call the movie Bone Alone. <laughs> so the family decides to stick It's Bone. like naming a pet monkey Banana. <laughs> yeah, kind of. A little bit. Ugh. I'm going to name my pet bird Seed. So they take Bone to this kennel, which is run by this weird dude who I think who literally, literally believes in the concept of a three-dog night. Because <laughs> like, the only thing you see in his house is a bed. Oh. And a couch, and you're like, oh, this guy sleeps with all of his dogs. Oh. So they stick bone with this dude, <laughs> and they take Columbus on the road trip to Grandma's house. And somewhere along the way, Bone discovers that the mailman who showed up early on to deliver a package to the family is actually a burglar. Casing the joint. Casing the joint, and who's going to steal. Doing an even worse job than Joe Pesci did at the start of Home Alone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And just to point out how terrible this movie is... The the post the, the fake postman totally goes like oh I can't accept tips against post office policy bullshit mailmen love tips yes that's yeah that's like their see our reindeer games episode for more information yes yes that that is their uh, their whole game at Christmas time that's, that's their bread and butter so the idea is Bone escapes from this horrifying um, love in kennel goes home and sets traps for a for seriously about an hour he sets traps for these three criminals to fall into yeah this movie yeah. isn't is i would normally say a nice tight 87 minutes those 87 minutes drag and bone is already at the this is my house i have to defend it stage like 23 minutes in yeah i mean usually when you're when you write a film you have a three-act structure that you tend to go by the first act where you set up all the stakes and the characters and the situations the second act where everything gets worse and things actually happen and the third act where everything gets resolved well, right. at the end of the first act, Bone has figured out that A, the criminals are criminals, B, they're at his house, and C, he has to stop them. And he's well on his way to basically destroying the entire house, setting up traps yeah. for yeah. Let's these people. Just circle back for one second. He figures it out because there are two other dogs at the kennel, and one says, oh, these guys robbed my house, they smelled like fish and body spray, and Bone's like, I know that guy. And one and- of those dogs has, like, PTSD because he's, yeah. he sat by and watched as the criminals just stole everything yes. in his house. Yeah, and the other dog, we couldn't decide, is he trying to be, is he, what was it, is he trying to be John Travolta, Christopher Walken, or Eddie Murphy? Or, but it really yeah. doesn't matter, because the ones, the two scenes where he's like, yeah, hey, guy, I, I whoa, what's, what's going on here? It's a, a little bit of everything at once there. Yeah. Yeah. But as soon as he, like, does his thing and the dogs, like, exit the kennel, that's all we see of him. He's yeah. gone. Yep. The one thing left to know about those dogs is uh, we made a note of when the first dog fart happened in the movie because this is a talking dog movie. 22 minutes, 57 seconds for your dog fart, guys. 22 minutes, 57 seconds. I think, wasn't it the only dog fart? It was the only dog fart. The rest were human farts. Yes. <laughs> so there were other farts, so, just no other dog farts. So uh, dog fart count one, human fart count five. <laughs> a lot. Least, yeah. And I also want to stop for a moment here and say that, yes, the dog farted, 
and I laughed at it. Joe almost fucking died. I something broke inside of me. <laughs> you laughed for about five minutes it. straight. We had to pause the movie because there was a situation where the dogs were trying to hide from the guy who runs the kennel. So they hide underneath a blanket. And Bone is like, what are we doing under this blanket? This is stupid. And the other dog says, no, he, we are invisible underneath this blanket. It's a scientific fact. And Bone just is like, all right, we'll go with it. Right. And then the other dog farts. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's a doggy Dutch oven. It's a doggy Dutch oven. And we paused the movie at that moment because... I did not believe for a moment that a movie would be this stupid to actually have a dog fart <laughs> and like either blow their cover or just to just to be poopy and gross. Right. Let's give this movie a little bit of credit. There wasn't a scene where someone else farted and the dog went, Err? but instead there was a scene where a dog farted and Joe lost and it. I lost my ever loving shit yeah you did because i did not believe that a movie would be so stupid that it would resort to just making fart sounds but we found that movie and it's called bone alone i knew i knew it was gonna happen i was waiting for it so after i after i regained my composure (laughs) after you regained consciousness yes three hours later (laughs) i clicked play and then the dogs proceeded to explain the concept of fart jokes for the next four minutes. Yeah, it's kind of like if you ever happen to have the misfortune of reading a webcomic, the way they basically all go is normally the way a comic works is like, you know, set up, set up, punchline. The way webcomics work is set up, punchline, explain the punchline, riff on the punchline. And that's kind of what Bone Alone was going for. Yeah. I don't think John and Karen have ever seen me in that state before. <laughs> I don't think so. It was kind of awesome. Cause it I cracked was... me up. I was in a fit of hysterics. Like, yes, my face had had contorted and made 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 shapes and sounds that I have never experienced. You were like laughing so hard that you were you were about to cry. You were like screaming, laughing. I was. I was. I laughed so hard. I about. I almost fell off the couch. <laughs> and you know what? We've done seven episodes of this now. That is the first time I've ever said or felt that. So bone alone, I guess. Good on you. Congratulations, you've, you've, you were so bad that you uh, even I had to stop and laugh at you. Bone alone, oh I'm God. going to immediately take those points back away from you because you had a rim shot in that same scene. Yes. Oh yeah, it did. Oh Jesus Christ! What was the rim shot for again? I the dog remember. was like, "We don't have thumbs." No, 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 no. It was um. Oh right, because no. the dog's like, I have to call. I have to call the police. But I don't have thumbs. Oh, okay. I thought it was the part where uh, the they were talking about how they were invisible, and then the dog farted. No. And then the other dog that was, was like, the end of that "Oh, okay." And the other dog was like, "Well, they're gonna know we're here now, or something like that." Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so this dude throughout the dog kennel is just fucking gross. He's like eating spaghetti out of a dog bowl. And, yeah. First, he's feeding spaghetti to dogs. Right. Then he's eating it out of their bowls. Right, just putting his face in while he's carrying it. And then he picks up a dog bowl of water and drinks, and drinks out, of out of it. that. Like, this dude has eight, has no fucking shame. And his name is Anthony Anthony. His name is Anthony Anthony. <laughs> and then and when when the, the dad of the family is introducing his dog to Anthony, Anthony says, oh, that oh, Bone, that was my mother's name. No, he said that was my wife's name. Wife's name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bone, that was my wife's name. So his wife's name was Bone Anthony. <laughs> Is that a command? (laughs) 
I'm sorry. I have to. We can't do it. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the dude's like, oh, I'll treat the dog like I treat my own brother. He doesn't say how well he treats his own brother, though, just that he treats it like his brother. Right. Later on, we discover that he hasn't seen his brother in eight years. <laughs> it explains how well he treats the dogs. Which, not that he's mean to them, he just, like, totally forgets that they're there. He runs a dog kennel and just forgets that he has a dog kennel. So where the fuck was the kennel in Home Alone? That's a very good question. Because the McAllisters have a doggy door. Yeah. Because Kevin shoots them at, shoots the, the wet bandits in the face with a BB gun yep. through the doggy door. Where is the McAllister's dog? The old man with the snow shovel killed and ate it. Is this like a second shooter situation? Maybe. <laughs> this, this is yeah. This is a this is a second shooter. Where were you? <laughs> we where were you when we needed you? <laughs> well, apparently you didn't need the second shooter. God damn it! So what <laughs> kind of false flag. what kind of traps would you imagine a dog would set up for burglars? I had imagine the the. the trap the dog would set up would be i'm gonna wait here and when they open the door up i'm going to bite them in the throat a bunch until they die i think yeah i think that's that's what a dog's supposed to do i think if i were a dog i would probably at least be smart enough to leave a poop in front of the door and then like wait for them later yeah this movie mentions dog poop once anthony anthony mentions it but you don't see any i'll give the movie that much you never you never see poop this is a very clean movie in more ways than one uh, there's no poop. There is very little language. There is... There's a whole lot of fart, though. A whole lot of fart, but no poop. Yeah, but there's a lot of fart. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what I mean by that. Also, there's that one guy that was going to take a shit and they got a steak thrown in his pants. Yeah. So first, first bone sets all these traps for these guys, which are amazingly illogical for a dog. He, he was clogging the shower by dropping a ball down the shower drain. This is like Chekhov's shower because earlier in the movie, the parents are like, now kids, don't use the upstairs shower because the hot water handle's broken. That's right. So the, they're setting up things that you are you are not expected to remember. Yeah. But the thing is, they put that line in there, you're like, that line has no reason to be in this script. Except to set up a yeah, gag later. So therefore it means something, yeah. Right. So clearly they're going to boil someone alive. And they almost do. Almost. I mean, they almost boil someone alive like four times. They they roast they roast a guy. He kind of literally he aids his roasting with his farts. Somehow. Yeah. There's there's lots of farting and then lighting the farts on fire. There's a lot movie. of um. There's a lot of physics that don't happen in the real world in this movie. Right. And I think part of it is because. They they know they're making a comedy, but I don't think they know what comedy is or how things operate. Like this, this is kind of one of the hallmarks of the asylum is that their CGI is just is famously terrible. It's not and and it's I, not Birdemic, but they this they have they have more money than Birdemic is the only reason they're not right. And at this point, I honestly can't tell if the asylum's doing it on purpose or not. They might be. It might just be their shtick. So much of this movie, and I assume all other Asylum movies, is just its just bad filmmaking. It's lazy filmmaking. It's the kind of thing that you would fuck up on a student film, right. not necessarily in your 10th like, theatrical feature. Yeah, that's thats the one reason I feel bad about watching an Asylum movie, just because I don't really want to give Asylum, Asylum any fucking attention. 
Or what if they have um what if they have like a rotating cast of like novice filmmakers making these films? That's what I was about Maybe. to ask. Is there like is it is this kind of like how like Christmas shoes has a bunch of people who are in other shitty Christmas movies filmed in Nova Scotia? Does Asylum Maybe. just have like a little like in house set of like like a stable pretty much? Well, I I think I read once that that the Asylum does have like an in house uh table of screenwriters. But I don't I'm not sure about, about directors and actors and whatnot. Um you know, but the, you get the same caliber of actor in all these different films. Like you get Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo is in this movie, guys. Dean Cain's not, but Dean Cain will will join us very soon. Don't worry. Apparently, oh, yeah. one of Dom DeLuise's kin folk yeah, is one of the DeLuise clan. Yes. Who does he play? He plays the, the dad. dad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The top credit. The top credited. Like if you're going in order of like on the box, whose name comes first? It's the kid, the dad, then Kevin Sorbo. The kid meaning the son, the older The son, kid. yeah, the son, son, the comic book kid. Can we talk about this kid for a minute? Because he... I'd rather not, but the, let's do it the, anyway. The parts of the movie that I actively hated and wanted to just break over my knee were mostly this kid. He's like because him a fucking he, backbreaker? Like... He, yeah, just give him like a Bane to Batman backbreaker. Yeah, yeah. But this kid, this friggin' kid is like the biggest killjoy on the planet. He's the fucking comic book guy. He's like, what, 10, 11 years old-ish? Yeah, something like that. He spends the entire movie complaining about, oh, how Christmas is so boring. And he's yeah. on, his, on his cell phone with on a friend. On his cell phone with a friend who we his see fucking, only one. His Which fucking cell phone. It was from cute like, when Ed did it on, in Shaun of the Dead, not so when this kid does it. It was like a fucking flip phone from like 1999, too. Yeah. And he has like an a, iPad. It's like a hand-me-down phone almost. Yeah. Because Dad doesn't trust him with an iPhone. <laughs> Apparently. But this kid is just the biggest pill. Like he hate he hates Christmas. He thinks it's yeah. dumb. He thinks everything his family does is stupid. And about ten times in the movie, he says "worst Christmas ever." Yeah, and he he, he says it just like that. He yeah. says it like the comic book guy: "worst Christmas ever." Yeah. Like when all that is, all that has happened is oh, one of the dogs broke into one of the Christmas toys or one of the you know Christmas presents. Oh, we had to leave one of the dogs at the kennel. Oh, our spare tire went went rolling down a hill. Worst Christmas ever. Yeah, every fucking time. Come on, kid. How fucking privileged are you that that's the worst Christmas ever? He's going to open up the Android's dungeon. So this kid, thankfully, is not the centerpiece of the movie. The dogs are. <sighs> and the dogs, I don't know what their deal is, really. They're dogs. Because they're dogs, and they're... Uh, I don't. They're, they're, they talk about you know human things, but they don't exactly know how humans operate or what humans do. They just know that oh, that's a human thing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk at it, and hopefully it'll do a thing. Right. And that's kind of the, the language that dogs use. Like I don't know what's going on, but I'm just gonna say something, and hopefully it works out for the best. Apparently. Especially Columbus. Columbus is the worst because Columbus is a dipshit. He really is. He's, he. I mean, to be honest, he's a puppy. Yeah, he's, he's a, he he's, sounds a little like Barney Fife. He's he's like the newer dog, you know. Yeah, and Bone, Bone is like Bone's old as hell. I'm not sure what breed of dog it is, but it's the kind of dog that Mad Max has. So like, I immediately think Bone is awesome. Not necessarily the character, but just like he's supposed to be awesome, right? He squirts Elmer's glue all over a bunch of teddy teddy bears in, in the hope that somebody will fall into them. But so... when they show the scene, <laughs> like you see the glue, like. You don't see the glue squirting out of the bottle. You see it like like white squirting from just it's off just like screen. A, it's it's like a bad money shot. Yeah, it's like someone just like splooged all over oh, the animals. Oh man, I was trying to be I was trying to be a little you can't a, a little sensitive about it because it's a kids movie. 
Well, I mean, come on now. I know. We've crossed the line. We've jumped back and forth across the line 20 times. Um, I, I pole vault across the line on a daily basis. <laughs> I'm a habitual line stepper. Bone's plan goes... <laughs> Bone Bone's a bunch of stuffed animals. Yeah, so... Yeah, he goes into every every cupboard, which is conveniently dog height, and also has a towel on it for him to grab and pull on. Yeah, this house is baby proof, but it's like like it's like dog approved, you know. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. He finds like rat traps and hot sauce and all kinds of just random shit. Oh yeah, he he finds everything he needs at like baby height. It looked like a laundry closet, but it had like a cupboard with hot sauce and yeah, it, other it, canned stuff in the their bottom. Pantry was in their uh, laundry closet for some reason. Yeah. Which you 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 would think that's where you put your pantry if your house is tiny, but this is a huge McMansion. Oh my god, yeah. With like uh laundry chutes and like Illuminati shaped spy cameras and all kinds of weird shit. Yeah, so like just to bring it back a minute, one thing I mentioned was the dog set up a trap in the shower. Yes. Which you might say to yourself, Why would a burglar be in the shower? Well, just you wait. Well, I mean you can go ahead and give it away because we're not really doing this movie in a lot in a no i, I know but it's, it was just my, my point is you're like okay there's a trap in the shower if i'm if i'm actually trying to rob a house i'm gonna go in take the tv and then be like cool i'm done i'm done good well these i don't guys, think i'm so... going to be have an adventure in the bathroom or the refrigerator like these fuckers do i mean so... these guys have a hard time even getting into the house so like they trip over their own goddamn feet okay <laughs> yeah so the, 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 but no, the, the, the point is this movie like goes goes well beyond being a parody of Home Alone, and it t- it takes things like into Home Alone Two territory, where Kevin is thinking three and four and five moves ahead of the burglars. Yeah, and the dog is super fucking smart to even get that far. It's the most violent chess game. I mean, he sets up a trap for uh, the main criminal to step on a bunch of like mouse, like the sticky mouse traps, so that his his he gets no traction on his boots. So yeah. then the guy like gets all grumpy and takes off his shoes. And then the guy goes upstairs and steps on a bunch of Legos. Ow, 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 that's terrible and that hurts. Right. And the Legos make him fall into a bed of teddy bears that have dog jizz all over them. <laughs> and then they stick to him because he's wearing a Velcro suit. And, and and now all of a sudden he's he's encased himself in teddy bears. And he squeaks every time yeah, he walks. Yeah, props to the guy. He did squeak every single time he walked through the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, the the dog is laying out these multi-layered traps. Oh, yeah, the one with the shower. Yeah, it's like he fills a dustpan up with flour, so the guy steps on it and, like, Sideshow bobs himself in the face with a bunch of flour, and he reaches for a towel to clean off. Oh, the towel is covered with hot sauce. Now his face is covered with hot sauce. So he runs in the shower, and oh, no, the shower the shower's, like, clogged and the handle broken so it won't stop, and then the dog locks the door. Yeah, he, like, puts a broom through the door yeah. handle. So the dog is is setting up these like multi tiered like chess. The dog is traps. death from Final Destination. Apparently, the, the dog yeah. is jigsaw. <laughs> I mean, people make people like laugh at Home Alone now for being like soft, softer kids. Pretty much. But this takes it to a new level where <laughs> the dog is actively trying to murder people. <laughs> I am become dog destroyer world. Bates worlds. Motel for dogs. Yeah. Oh God. I would just like to point out the uh, burglar team. This, like, star team of thieves is a dude who looks like he's maybe about, you know, 32, 33. Like, he's in his early 30s. Yeah, he's, like, he's and, like conventional movie star handsome. Yeah, the guy who looks like then, Gareth Keenan from The Office. Well, and, and the other two guys are, like, teenagers. They look like they're, like, 16. Yeah. yeah, one who looks like the kid from Billy Elliot. And, like, just 
a fat guy from Central Casting. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> like, we, we need a fat guy to fall down and fart. Like, yeah, we got it. Uh, he didn't fart as much as the other guy did. The other guy was yeah, the, the farter. Because the, the little guy gets hit in the head with a frying pan like ten times. And apparently that makes his IQ drop like a stone. So he's yeah. like, chimichangas, bean dip. And he's just like eating bean dip with his raw hands and heating <laughs> up frozen burritos out of the out of the. the, the yeah, he like he roots to the fridge and pulls out a thing of bean dip, gets really excited and just like scoops some fingers in there and starts shoveling it in his mouth. So again, they're playing the Chekhov's gun card where you're like, oh, he's going to fart soon. And yeah. then he does like 10 times. But <laughs> <laughs> these guys can't seem to get a handle on a dog. No. So they call in an expert. They call in their buddy Quentin, who is played by Kevin Sorbo. And then it cuts to it cuts to Kevin Sorbo's animal control business, which is where he is literally ransoming the mayor's dog. Yeah, he's just like fucking shaking down people. And by the way, we we never got a, a uh, we never got a resolution on no. the, the, the mayor's dog. There was there was no closure. So I have to imagine that out there somewhere is a an asylum knockoff of Beverly Hills Chihuahua, oh, starring Kevin Sorbo. And a bunch of chihuahuas. <laughs> was it going to be called like Sonoma Valley Pomeranian or something? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So then Kevin Storbo shows up in this house. And he's explaining to them the psychology of how dogs operate. And he's telling them that all dogs have a bite. Right. Because it's established early on that, that you know, Bone doesn't think he's he's got it in him to be an attack dog because he loves his family too much. Ugh. Why am I explaining that? But it turns out that that's why he has it in him to be an attack dog. Exactly. Aw, more of a story. Aw. But then, almost completely out of nowhere, Kevin Sorbo does the entire uh, Indianapolis scene from Jaws. Almost verbatim, except swap sharks with poodles for some reason. But he does it completely straight-faced and completely, like, without... Like any sense of irony, right? And every they're just and the three guys are looking at him like he's fucking crazy. And as as soon as he finishes this long brooding speech about how he was almost eaten to death by poodles in the middle of the ocean, right? The three guys break the joke and say, "Hey, aren't you talking about sharks?" Wank. Yeah. Like you didn't. Yeah. Did we mention that Kevin Sorbo's character is named Quentin? Do I you did. get it, guys? I did actually. Do you get it? Do you fucking get it? Sharks. Get it? That's a movie. Sharks, the musical. Speaking uh, of this... No, wait, that's West Side movies Story. Yeah. Re- we, movies we'd rather be watching, they have a don't get cocky line. They have a, they're just like, oh, that must have been an incredible journey. <laughs> oh, and when the little guy is stuck in the fucking laundry chute... He do, he literally does the line from Die... Like, one of the lines from Die Hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, come, I believe you. Come out to the coast. We'll, we'll get together. Have some laughs. But he says it about, like, dogs and Christmas and blah, blah, blah. Oh, Christ. So this movie is kind of doing the Reindeer Games thing. Yeah. We talked about this. We this talked is... about how Reindeer Games is so in love with Die Hard that it can't not do what Die Hard did. So this is uh, Reindeer Games for kids? Well, yeah. This movie is so in love with Home Alone, or just it just wants to do Home Alone so bad. Right. That it tries its goddamn hardest, and then it runs out of shit to do, so it starts doing Jaws and Die Hard and all this other oh, dumb man. shit. Yeah, they just kind of threw like a whole goddamn potpourri in there, like everything that they, they could, Yeah, pretty much. And if it sounds like we're just skipping around to whatever dumb, you know, thing that we think of, it's because the movie kind of does that too, and 
when the movie sets up that you know 30 minutes in is when um you know the house gets attacked and the dog sets all the traps you've pretty much said game over to having like a plot and yeah. you know a, a setup and a conclusion and all that so, so just like let's just do whatever dumb shit we think yeah, of. So let's just talk much. about the dumbass fucking traps then which, which, okay. what does kevin sorbo fall for Kevin Sorbo, let's see here. The the, the train and the Betsy Wetsy doll. Yes. Yeah. So he's lured to the the Christmas tree by this Betsy Wetsy doll who, like, I don't know why he thinks. Wait, it's, it's Chekhov's Betsy Wetsy doll because it was set up at the beginning of the movie, by the way. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Like, this is, this is like their favorite thing to do. Yeah. Is to like, hey, let's set this thing up. One thing up now so we can do that one thing later and not play it off in any other way at all. That that way you just fill up eighty minutes with just like, like callbacks, like set up punchline, yeah. set up pun. It's like a whole fucking series of jokes. Oh my god! So he falls. Really he like jokes. gets lured to the Betsy Wetsy doll at the Christmas tree. Picks it up, makes fun of it, and it pees on him. Right. Which I have to assume is full of like dog pee. That, that's the only the, way that because the, be the dog is, has been so smart up to this point that sure, let's make the dog fill up the the doll with dog pee. Doesn't that mean that the dog has to like? pee in its mouth or or however he does it i think that's how betsy wetsy gets uh gets the water in it <laughs> just, it goes in its I mouth just, i just imagine a dog like putting a funnel in a doll's mouth and then peeing into it <laughs> you're so much more innocent than i am i had oh. to include the funnel yeah i know <laughs> well because like the the movie does that thing where it has like a fake dog paw like press buttons and stuff off, yeah. from off camera. So like I just picture a fake dog paw with a funnel stuck between the claws. Oh, yeah. It, okay. Uh. So yeah, he then he's like stepping on the train tracks around the tree and the dog like pushes the button for the train tracks and the, the train like comes around the track and hits him in the foot and it falls over and he's like, What? And, and it makes him drop like he drops drop. his he has a cattle prod and he drops it in surprise and electrocutes himself. How? Does that work? Because he's wet. I guess they. I guess their thought is that well, real trains have a third electrified rail, so this model train obviously has one. Or because a he's wet, and b let's just assume he has a steel-toed boot on, or something, or something. Which even then, like, wouldn't the leather like not be a good conductor for that? I, I don't know. Let's bust this mess. We're yeah, we're not Jamie and Adam. Anyway, so, so Kevin Sorbo falls for that trap. And he's like, eh, yeah, gotta have fun with the dogs, guys. I'm gonna go home. Yeah, he just he gets fried and like like thrown up to the balcony or whatever. Yeah, and he's and... Just, he's just like, uh, I don't want to do this movie anymore, guys. I'm going home. Bye. Yeah, he got his paycheck. Yeah. So... And honestly, for all the dumb shit they made him do, he fucking earned it. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's the only one in this movie that actually gave a he shit. He told a Jaws story. He put a fishing line up some guy's butt. Yeah, he threw out a steak on a fishing line to try to lure a dog, and then the dog takes it to the fat guy who's pooping with the door open. Because <laughs> let yeah. me tell you something. If there's a fat guy in a movie like this, he's taking his shit. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then... Uh, and, and not locking the door. Yeah, and then they drop a huge, like, 10-ounce steak in his pants. Yeah, you don't have the fat guy who's going to be like, I came to this movie to do two things, take a shit and fall down. But all he wanted to do was go caroling. That's true. Yeah, this guy is stupid mainly because he's fat. That's how this works. Right. He, he's curly. He, he he wants an easy bake oven. Yeah. Oh. Poor guy. Like how I oh in Home Alone in Home Alone what was it that Marv wanted? He just wanted he just wanted toys. Yeah. Wasn't it? I, I can't remember. I haven't seen Home Alone in like, a really long. I remember time. Harry was going was listing off like you know high priced electronics, and jewelry, and cash goods, and then Marv's like toys. 
You know, I don't think I've seen Home Alone since I was like in the age range that it's intended for, like when it first came out. Do you recall what I told you like an hour ago? <laughs> that we we have been monitoring ABC Family quite extensively since we started this show. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, ABC Family had on Sunday night Home Alone and Home Alone 2. And then Monday night, they had on Home Alone 2. And then Wednesday night, they had on Home Alone 2 again. I don't think you have any excuses, Karen. We don't We don't have TV. We don't have cable. Uh, but you know people who do. <laughs> okay. I know you do. I know this. <laughs> because... Because I have family and and we're here and we watch terrible things here. Um. <laughs> so, well, yeah the the first thing the dog does is he manages to in about a t- like a time lapse worth of time dig a hole in the deck and the guy falls through it and the dog hits him on the head with a frying pan a bunch yeah, of times, which was like a blink and you miss it kind of scene because I did not even realize what the dog had done. Yeah, he until like until the guy fell through the the thing. Yeah, he like uh, pulled the welcome mat. Yeah, and I was like, the is the dog really going to get the key from under the welcome mat and unlock the door? Please don't. Yeah, know. I thought he was trying to dig like through the deck. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dog? But it shows him start digging, and then it t- and then it it's just like a it's like a circle wipe. Like yeah, a, like and a, then all of a sudden there's a big ass like you know like enormous like ass sized groove in the deck. Right. And then he puts the, or he doesn't, someone from off camera throws the fucking welcome mat back down because it came from like way too high for a dog. Yeah. And um, and then the the one guy walks up on it and falls through. And Yeah, and then at some point they find a ladder that's leaning up against the side of the house. Did this the, is all the, at the beginning. Did the dog the leave beginning. a ladder on the side of the house? I hope so. Anyway, so the guy's climbing up, like they go up through open open window and the, the dog is up there with a bottle of soap and... Just to point out, like, kind of how lazy and shitty they are at points in this movie, the the people who made it. Mm-hmm. When the dog has the bottle of soap, it's basically like a bottle of blue mouthwash. It looks like Listerine. Then when you see the soap, it's like green apple palm olive. Like, it's totally, yeah, like, right. it's a different color and it's a different, like, consistency. It's also, like, uh, they had an iPad in some earlier scenes. And when you first see it, there's just, like, a big-ass piece of tape over the back of it so you can't see the branding on it. Like, all the way vertically from top to bottom, like a big black piece of tape. And then about, you know, like in the, they, they cut like, away and then like the next shot, there's nothing. Like this thing nobody's going to notice. Everyone, yeah. everyone know, everyone can tell. Yeah. Like I actually went to film school and look <laughs> at me now. Um, I, no, I, I took one film production class and we were trying to make one, one week my, my group was trying to make like just this little like comedy short and we had to make up a bunch of station, a bunch of like letters and like for mail for our character to take the mail out of the mailbox and look at it. And we got super lazy because we didn't have much time left. So we just, I just sealed a bunch of envelopes and wrote in Sharpie and a, a name and an address. Right. And then we were dumb enough to do a close up of the letter. And the professor, that was the thing the professor hated about our short the most was that, come on, guys, nobody is that lazy. <laughs> yep. We were that lazy. Aww. I literally wrote in Sharpie, like... Like, to Santa, like, with a backward S on it? No, it was <laughs> supposed to be, like, a letter from the cable company. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, because our... The, the theme of our short film was... Um, I don't even remember the title, but the theme was, like, what if, like, Jesus... What if Jesus was... What was if God a, was one of us? What if Jesus was a, what, what if Jesus was a tax collector? 
What, what, what if God were one of us? And the short was about how this guy has, has not been paying his bills, his cable bills, and Jesus shows up to collect for the cable company. And when the guy can't pay his bills, Jesus, like, casts a magic spell on him, and all the channels are like the Christian broadcasting network. Oh, that sucks so much. That was our short film. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with it. That was my it. brush with Hollywood. <laughs> but that, that, that brought it home. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I get it. I, I understand that they don't have the time to, like, actually produce a fake iPad. But come on. I mean, at least, I don't know, put some fucking putty on it or something, you know? Or, like, just put a different, like, just make a fake logo and put it on the back of it, like... Yeah. Like, yeah, just, like, just put a pear shape over the Apple logo, you know? It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, like, I'll, like I'll, with kind of thing any lazy TV show does, you know? Yeah. Or if you if you see like a, a Dell computer or a, an app like a MacBook on a TV show, they just like, yeah, they just fill in the logo with like just blank whatever. So you yeah, know, there's no logo there at all. There's nothing. It's right. like when we were talking about Bad Santa with the pinball machines. Yeah, they they try so hard to make it look generic and like look look like nothing that it stands out even more. So I mean, there's there's no excuse, but at the same time, like we're really nitpicking here. This movie was terrible. It was. For every conceivable reason, and for with every conceivable metric, yeah, this movie was terrible. But I do recommend people watch it just because it is like delightfully terrible. Because <laughs> you think to your you think to yourself, no movie can be this stupid, and yet this movie is. Like when the guy gets stuck in the laundry chute and then just starts farting, and it makes yeah, the whole house. The, the dog lures him down the down the laundry chute. By having a toy dog that sings the Jingle Dog song at the bottom of the laundry chute. And the guy's like, is the dog in here? And the dog pushes him down and he gets stuck halfway through and starts quoting Die Hard. Then he starts quoting Die Hard. And, and, then, and then he starts farting. And then the dog launches a lawn dart up his ass. Yeah. Down his ass, I guess. Um, yeah, I feel bad for that kid. Because he, he over the got course, the worst of it, I he think. He did. And over the course of the film, I really did have to question whether or not the dog's attacks were making the kid dumber. Probably. Because he was acting more and more juvenile as the film went on. And either he was in, like, serious shock, or he was that dumb to begin with, and we didn't know it. And and the kid looks sort of like Alan Tudyk, too. Just a little bit. <laughs> Which is kind of odd. Like, he looks like Alan Tudyk and Jamie Bell and that guy from The Office, all kind of at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, apparently, So, hey, uh... so I guess, I guess what we're saying is, hey, um, Hollywood, if you need somebody that looks like vaguely like any of those guys... We know who to call. Yes. We got to, we got a name for you. Have your people call our people so we can call his people. I mean, his mom, whatever. Right. So then the main burglar who's now covering his stuffed animals tries to get him out of the laundry chute by pouring either like either like soap to make him slippery. I think it's that same bottle of, of soap from earlier. Yeah. Or maybe it's lye so it'll eat away his skin so there's less of him to get stuck. I thought, at first I thought it was laundry soap. Or maybe it was Listerine just to clean out the smell of farts. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so the guy falls down and the dog at this point has put like, what does he put at the bottom of it? He's put a, he's put a an electric grill. Yeah. Which, okay. Yeah, and he, then he fucking he starts a grill. And he hits the button up. and he hits the ignition button and there's flames coming up and we you see this amazing shot of the kid falling down through the chute and his face like slamming into the grill but it looks like a dummy it looked like one of those cpr dummies like when he hit it i think that's what it, was so it, fucked up it about does. it and then it immediately cuts to like a shot of him of his arms like flailing around yeah. like he's in some kind of like, like he's kermit the video. fucking frog yeah yay 
Yay! <laughs> or like he's like fucking uh, David Byrne in the Talking Heads video. Yeah, that, Stop yeah. making sense. Yeah, my life is in peril. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh god! And the, so, should we wrap this up? Because I think I feel like we're just—that's. I mean, we're yeah, we're just spinning our the fucking last, wheels. The last detail about this film is that Columbus discovers the plan to to rob the house. The, the other dog. So he because the the family's watching on the fake iPad. They're watching a webcam set up, and Columbus hears the dog jingle dog all over about. Columbus hears the other dogs talking through the iPad, which is kind of incredible. Yeah. Um. So he runs away from the family, and he hops on the back of a truck that happens to be owned by Santa Claus. And we're not joking. It's it's a it's a fat, jolly white guy named Nick. Yes. Nicholas. And uh, so St. Nicholas discovers this other dog in, in the back of his truck and sees that the, you know, the name tag has an address on it. So he turns the truck around and says, we're taking you home for Christmas. Yeah. So he takes the dog home, and when he gets there, the family's... Or no, he takes the dog home, and then when the family shows up, and then Santa shows up later because guess what? Santa was also the grandpa of the family that they were going to meet. Now, this is something I was thinking about um, earlier. So they take the dog to the house, yes. and you know they're they're doing it like it's a good deed, but it seems like it's way out of the way for them. Yes. Where were they going in the first place? Where, I thought wait, they wait. were going to fucking see his family. No, no, no. Wait, here's the thing. So the family was going to see Grandma and Grandpa, who turned out to be yes. Santa Claus. Yes. What the fuck was Santa Claus doing driving around if he knows there are people coming to visit him? No, apparently they were also deciding to surprise the the family. But they didn't know where they lived, though, because they get there and they're like, oh, this is your house? Wow, we didn't know. We had no idea. I don't know. It was it was a weird incontinuity. It's, I don't like a, it. I think it's, a, it's one of those things where they weren't thinking too much about it when they wrote it, but we were thinking way too much about it when we watched it. And before they dropped the, the bomb that Santa is the grandpa, I was going to say something like, it seemed like before that the movie was just treating grandma and grandpa as just like a concept rather than people. There's like, we're going to grandma and grandpa's because that's what you do as a family. Because it is what you do. I mean, sometimes. But like they kept referring to them just as grandma and grandpa. None of the, none of, neither the husband nor the wife ever said like my parents or anything. Right. Yeah. Nobody and, laid and, any claim and to no them. At no point did anybody say, hey, kids, do you like how grandpa looks like Santa Claus? And his name's Nicholas. Yeah. Hey, hey, honey. Does your dad have a problem? Is he obsessed? I think he's I think he's a little too in love with his job. He he does like eat some stuff while he's driving and starts choking on it. And he's like, oh, he's, oh, 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 he's gone. Yeah, and, and they and they, and they have a dog named Diesel who is talking to Columbus, and he tells Columbus that he helps take care of the reindeer. Yeah. Uh, why is the dog Why is the dog named Diesel? Because he's a jeans brand. Okay, I just I just started calling the dog Kevin Nash. So why so why did the dog try to drop a chandelier on the robbers? By the way, that's fucked up. Like well, like at some point the dog goes from Home Alone just wacky traps to Home Alone Two of just trying to murder them. Also, it's about the, the time um, where he drops a chandelier on them. I I wondered about this because I didn't think that's what was going to happen. Because they keep they keep like cutting to the chandelier and like the, they're teasing the, it. Yeah, they're teasing it, and the criminals are looking at it like, "Oh no, is he really going to drop a chandelier on us?" And I really thought, because given the montage of the dog setting traps, you never saw him mess with the chandelier. No. Yeah, you saw him mess with the rope and a reindeer, and that so, does come in later. So I just figured that the dog had some other plan that was going to like be a surprise. And he was and using I thought, that as like I thought the movie was going to have a modicum of like suspense, and then like, nope, it's the chandelier. Why the fuck is it the chandelier? Yeah, and then. Right. 
later the the farty kid who got stuck in the laundry chute gets stuck in the chimney farting still because mm-hmm. the dog totally just like uh battle of hoth snow speeders like a rope around his legs and Ties. ties him to a dish network satellite, which totally is not what? High, what, <laughs> heavy enough to support that kid, let's and drags back up, him up the chimney. Let's he... back up for a moment, because one dog pulleys another dog onto the roof and into the top of the chimney. Yes. So that he can climb down the chimney and then like spin around the dude with a, with a rope. That's like some Navy SEAL shit right there. No, it's Navy dogs. Oh, yeah. Dog Team 6. <laughs> Christ. That's the movie. Yeah, at the end, the dogs somehow manage to... Like, after having one guy strung upside down in the garage, one guy stuck in the chimney, and, like, one other guy just... At the end, of the, at the end, um, Bone just straight up just fights the main burglar and knocks him out, pretty much. Yeah. Because yeah. this dog's got bark. I mean, bite. <laughs> and so, yeah, they... they, they <laughs> He's also got a little bit of eczema. The dogs yeah. managed to tie up all the guys on, like, dining room chairs together and wrap them in Christmas paper and bows. Mm-hmm. And then the cops come and go, like, oh, I guess the dogs protected the house. Yeah, really, the the dogs protected the house by tying... By, by tearing it the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, so the entire reason Bone got in trouble is because they thought he ripped up a Christmas present. What are they going to say about the chandelier? Oh, they're going to fucking kill him. Or send him back to Anthony Anthony's <laughs> dog farm. <laughs> fucking home for wayward doggies. Ugh. When Okay. Bordello for dogs. <laughs> Bordago. When, when Anthony Anthony, like, takes takes bone into the house he's like okay here you go go find a mattress to call your own and i mean i really thought this was going to end up being some kind of like you know like evil orphanage thing where it's like oh we'll take good care of him get on the grist wheel but he know he just like hey go find a beanbag chair doggy have fun right i'm gonna go watch a movie yeah he's like i'm gonna watch asylum movie name here yeah, it's what was it? Clash, Clash of, of the, the Empire. Em- Clash like of the Empires, which you know is is a, is corporate synergy at its finest because it's an asylum movie that no one knows exists because it's not based on anything. Merry Christmas! So we got to do a crankometer. Real talk, I actually liked this more than Christmas Shoes. Oh yeah, this is better than Christmas Shoes. It's not Christmas with the cranks because it's not like a real movie. So we have to put it on the negative axis of the, cr- the crankometer. Uh, we we had an idea from uh, a friend of ours. Oh yeah, to right. rewrite yeah, the yeah. rewrite rewrite the uh, crankometer, so, to rewrite history, as it were. So we'll yes. ne- we'll need to de- redo that. Yeah, but the basic idea is we'll have a crankometer basically be a, a, an x and y axis graph, and each quadrant is a different thing. Like we have the one axis is is this actually a Christmas movie or is this reindeer games where we don't even know why the hell we're watching this. So yeah, cr- between Christmas and not Christmas on and the, one thing, one axis, and the other one being like just good or bad, I guess. Or maybe we need a Z axis too. <laughs> so so this would be a yes Christmas no n- yes Christmas not good movie. Yeah, this um, is about Christmas. It's bad. I would I I enjoyed it more than more than Christmas shoes definitely. I laughed more than I laughed when I watched Christmas with the Cranks. But not for the reasons you're supposed to laugh. No, not because it was a funny movie, but because it was just so dog shit baffling. Right. It was (laughs) just so fucking appallingly bad. Yes, yes. I agree. I mean, it's... There's no sane universe would I consider watching this 
or would I even recommend watching this unless I'm saying watch it like you would watch any Asylum film? Basically, get really, really trashed and be with some, like, friends. Yeah, just rip it up and then put on Yeah, Home Alone. if I, if I, if yeah. I introduce this movie to someone, I'd be like, it's Home Alone, but with dogs, but way shittier than that sounds. Yeah. So, I guess what we're saying is, come next Christmas, drink, drink half a bottle of wine. <laughs> That's what John or, and I did. Or three beers, like I did. Put on Bone Alone, either version, and then just have a jolly old Christmas. Yeah. And maybe your friend will die laughing and almost fall off the couch. Yeah. Maybe maybe you'll almost suffocate on your own tongue like I did. Oh, God. <laughs> we would have had to have saved Joe's life. Yeah, you would have. And it would have been a Christmas miracle. That's that's right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts on Bone Alone. Final thoughts, the fat guy fell down and it was funny. <laughs> then he uh, farted. <laughs> final thoughts, I want this bone to leave me alone. Final thoughts, I'm actually mad at this movie for doing the Jaws scene, like, beginning to end. Were, I really am super pissed about this. You were incredulous the whole time. I couldn't believe it. and I, I. It's one of those things where I have to give them a little credit for not stopping halfway through. They, if, if they would have done, like... Either just a couple of lines and the one because like no that's a sh like if they, he had done like two lines and the other guy was like no you're thinking of sharks that would have been okay if he would have done it like halfway through and stopped that would have been like shitty like you know if you're gonna do the stupid fucking joke commit yeah, to it and they it, committed I'll give them respect for that and then they did the scene after where he's like fishing for the shark which okay that's fine I guess if you're gonna do it like we said do it yeah but they did it anyway I just ugh. yeah they they shouldn't have done it but I'll give them props for going all out because it has no business in a in a home alone parody it's not even a parody it's a ripoff i guess they had to make this movie be over 85 minutes so do what you gotta do i guess but when you do what you gotta do you don't just pick the first movie you find on the dvd shelf and say what scene can we put this in <laughs> that's my final thought Maybe also the dog rode a skateboard twice that's a really long final also thought. the dog rode a skateboard on carpet out of a bathroom his name was poochie <laughs> he died on his way back to his home planet <laughs> oh. guys why isn't poochie here <laughs> good night everybody we'll be back next week no next time sometime when we watch aliens <laughs> probably no um, email us, tweet us. You'll you you know where to find us. Uh, Christmas creeps, Xmas creeps. One way or another, we'll get your message. Go to iTunes and give us some lovely feedback. One star, five stars. We don't care. We just want some stars. Yeah. Um, I need 120 of them so I can go talk to Yoshi. You heard the man. Good night, everybody. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.